Blog Talk Radio. This is my little signature. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Helena Steiner Holstein. How are you today? And uh, you, we're going to be together here for a few minutes. Well, less than the hour, at least. And uh, just before I forget to say that, as usual, I will have a meditation at the end of this program. I always do, but I didn't announce that in the title at all today. So I just want to say, no, I still will do that. Because I know this is what you like. <laughs> you you want these meditations. And I know many who actually say this on their phones. And when they really feel the need for it, they listen to one of my meditations. And you know, you're allowed to download it for you. Anytime for you, it's for free. Otherwise, I'm not for free, you know. So you can listen to that and enjoy it and get back with me anytime you so feel like it. And you can reach me through my website, findingyourinnerlight.com or bodysoulconnection.com. So findingyourinnerlight.com or it's a different website, Body Soul Connection. Why do I have two websites? I really don't know. It just happened that way. I started with one, and that one did so very well. And then somehow I needed to have a second one for whatever reason, with new information, and I just put up another one. So it's okay. You can reach me through both. Although I like body soul connection a little bit better. Yes, today we are in the summer. Happy midsummer, everyone up in the high north of Europe. I know that this is particularly for Sweden and Finland. You celebrate this time. Midsummer is the biggest celebration, probably like Christmas in the year. And uh, how you make the maypoles and how you have your, your gatherings and you dance and you laugh and you enjoy the beginning of summer. I miss that time, you know. It's so beautiful to be in Sweden during those days of midsummer. But, you know, uh, I'm here in beautiful Florida and it's not bad potatoes, so to speak. It's a very good place to be also, although it's a little bit hot now. I say I'm going to talk about nature and the power of nature. You know, nature to me is very, very big. I grew up with nature. And if you read my book, you know, The White Light, you will find that nature is actually very much part of my whole attitude and consciousness. I'm very, very aware of nature around me. And all that goes with nature. It's just the way I am. You see, when I grew up, I had this, that we lived close to the big forest. And I used to walk into the forest on my own. I'm amazed that, you know, I was allowed to do that as a little child. 
And no one was kind of afraid that I would get lost. They say, always look at the sun and always look how the streams are running, you know, because we were very much into north and south and so on. And once it starts to go down and the sun is this way, you know, once the hill is going downhill and the sun is this direction, then you're in the wrong direction. So I had this little knowledge and they say, always look on the trees, look at the mosses and look at the ants, how they have built their anthill and you will learn where you are. And of course, in those days, we also learned how to use compass. Compass, a real compass in your hand, not one in the car that you have today. And you really use that and you didn't get lost. It was amazing. But in the meantime, as you were out there walking in the forest, you heard things. And one thing that I heard, and I mean that as a child, I could hear what I call the little people. Those were the spirits of the forest. I didn't really see any of them. But there were people who said they had seen them. I heard them. I heard them talking to each other. And sometimes, like, you got, like, a little glimpse of something, but it was all so fast, you didn't know if it was an animal or if it was one of those forest spirits. I'm talking about this quite openly. And if you live in a country where you have absolutely no belief in, in the spirits of nature, well, except that this is a part of my reality. And when I was little, also, I used to go and talk to people who lived in cottages or cabins in the forest. And they were in very, very strong contact with nature. And I loved to talk to them. It was like stories. And they were sincere. These were no idiots. And they were not drunk, drunk or on drugs or anything. They actually said what they had experienced. And it was fascinating how they would talk about the fairies, for instance. I hadn't seen fairies, although I could imagine I saw something like it at times. So if you haven't seen something, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's like I tell people, if you haven't seen ice, you know, or snow, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So we are so full of knowledge once we connect with nature. And it's not the joke when I tell people, if you're depressed, go out and hug a tree. Go out and just sit there among the trees. We used to have a place where we would always go. You had to drive there and then you had to hike for a bit. But it was uh, close to our lake cabin, you know, and we had a cabin next to a lake up in the forest, far, far away from the big road. And that was like so beautiful. We would always spend some time there. And the cabin had, you know, everything we needed and you could cook there, but it was just open fire in the corner, you know, and uh, of course in an open fireplace. But it was not like you had any stove or running water or anything. So we were very, very close to nature at the time. So 
but we will go there, or the individual who felt a little bit low would just go there somehow, and uh, sit down by uh, one particular tree. And this tree has been sitting or standing there through all ages. You know, there are pine trees out there, or spruces probably also, and they grow and grow and grow. They don't grow that big and wide, but they keep on growing, and they're forming a trunk that is so strong, you call it iron, oh, the iron uh, timber or something like this, always using the word iron, because it can handle anything. It can stand there for years and years through all the climate changes. And this particular tree had been there like forever. And it had such an incredible energy. If you would sit down below that big tree and look out over the water, it was like the wind would come and just blow all your problems away. And I feel also that particular spot was some kind of vortex because energy has these vortex places, those energy places of stronger energy. Our whole planet consists of all those vortexes. And the planet is very, very sensitive in some places, just like, you know, our body would be. And we shouldn't hurt our planet too much. And this is what we keep on doing. Do you know nature is stronger than you are? Don't kid yourself that you can kill nature and then you survive. No. If you kill nature around you, you will never survive. Nature was here first. And nature is here to provide all the help that we need. And I truly believe that if we would begin to use nature more for our own benefit, medically, you know, in every way, we would be more in balance. Everything has to be in balance. Balance balance is a kind of the God energy. And that is what nature provides for us. If we mess up nature, nature is there to restore balance again. And our bodies, once our bodies are out of balance, we are sick. Now, what is the opposite of balance? I had to make a little research. What is the true other side of balance? It's chaos. And now you can understand why we have such problems in this world. We are creating an off-balance situation, and that is chaos. We have chaos. And why our former president in this country wanted to say all the time, oh, I like to create chaos. I'm all for chaos. No, that is the opposite of the God energy. We don't want that. It's also the beginning of an unhealthy society and an unhealthy body. And all that we are about is to be in balance in your mind, 
in your body. And you get that through nature. Once you find out a little bit more about nature, you will find out that everything we need for our well-being is to be found in nature. Yes, you will just have to study. I cannot even go into that too much. But yes, green is a living color. Green is a healing color. Green is also the color of the chakra, the heart chakra. So green is what we should really put first as a color energy. And sometimes, you know, I tell people when they have a wound, you know, put your hand over it and just imagine you give it green energy. And they all say, once they continue with that, the healing will go much, much faster. And when I was little, I know my grandmother would get some green leaves out in, among the grass. She would pick up those particular green leaves and she would put that on the place, on the spot where I was hurting or where I had cut myself or whatever, and then put a bandage around it. It fixed it. It worked. <laughs> it really did. And then someone would say to them, okay, whatever you believe in, well, that's good. But why does it not work so well when you get all those fancy treatments in doctor's offices? Can you tell me that? And I know, you know, I have always believed in chiropractors. I love going to chiropractors. And I like also craniosacral therapy. Those two things, I swear by them. And I recommend that, of course. If your doctor doesn't work, if it doesn't work for, with coming to me, then try those things. Very often I tell people, well, you know, what you have wrong with you is actually your spine doesn't sit right and sits up in your neck. I suggest you go to a very good chiropractor. And that's the trick about everything. Go to someone whatever they do, who knows what they're doing. And that usually sits in their soul and heart. And it means they're connected to the universe, which means they're connected to nature. And that is where we can find our healing, like forever. We belong to nature. We are part of nature. And we are now building a world away from nature, which is scary. You know this is happening. It's a scary time. And we heard, look at Ukraine, what they did to Ukraine. And again, I know I have Russian listeners. I don't know what happened to my Ukrainian listeners. I might still have somewhere, someone there, but not the numbers I had before, because maybe you're just not there anymore, or you don't have the connection. Maybe you just moved to another country. I almost hope so. But what I see in all those pictures in Ukraine, that's not a joke anymore. This is a threat to the world. And I mean that. And, I li- and you listeners in Russia too, this is what I consider 
what is going on now is a threat to world peace. It's a threat to Europe and it's a threat to what's happening to our planet. So let us all always put love and light in the energy that we produce within ourselves and send it to those places in the world where they need help. Please, let's all do that. And we will do this kind of meditation after, you know, in a few, well, at the end of this half hour that I do with you, and then I do this as a meditation. I'm going to tell you a little story about my pine cone pets. (laughs) Yes, what is I have no pets anymore, and I would love to have pets, you know, but my time doesn't allow that for me anymore. And I always used to have dogs and cats and birds and, you know, everything that would like to be alive in my presence. And it was very good. It took a lot of time, but it was a pleasure to be with my animals. Now, before Christmas, and I go and walk a lot. Well, every day, practically. It's a little hard now when it's so hot that you have to do it either very early in the morning or before dark. Before dark is very nice, actually, because then you start to get a little bit of breeze coming in, and it's beautiful. But anyway, I was out walking, and I saw, uh, you know, you have all those pine trees everywhere, And then I saw those beautiful pine cones lying on the ground, all open. And I have thought that pine cones that have fallen down on the ground have served their purpose. Because pine cones are the reproductive organs of a pine tree. And inside those scales, you have the seed for reproduction. But once those seeds are gone, the pine cone is dropped to the ground. If it's the actual mother tree that drops them, say, okay, you've done your thing, get rid, I'm getting rid, or you fall down to the ground. (laughs) Or if it's just somehow some other process, but now those pine cones were on the ground. And I pick up two absolutely beautiful ones with the scales open. And I thought, well, I'm going to take them home and I'm going to paint them and use them as Christmas decorations. I've done that many times through the years. And I had this intention again this time. And I get home, and in front of the house, I have a front porch walled in, and I have tables and chairs there. And I put those pine cones on the table in front of the house and walk into the house and, in fact, forget about it and let them stay out there. Because I, it's before Christmas, you're busy, and I had guests, and I had, you know, house kids coming and all this. So when I see the pine cones again, that sitting down the table, and this was a cold morning after a cold night, they were closed. And I thought, what happened? I thought when they were lying on the ground, they had served their purpose, and they were kind of dead, like leaves, you know. So I was wondering, how come they're closing? This is what they do when they have seeds and they close when it's cold to protect the seeds. 
But, you know, I didn't touch them. I just left them there. The next day, the sun was shining and had been shining, you know, a long time. And now the pine cones were opening up again. They were listening to nature, everything around them. I thought, hey, this is interesting. And I thought, well, maybe this is the kind of pet I'm having these days, a pine cone that is opening and closing according to the weather. And yes, it was raining a few days later, and they closed very quickly. I noticed they opened more slowly than they were closing. So they still had that protective instinct in them of nature to close, to protect their seedlings. And then they opened up. When it was all safe again, and they waited a little bit longer to open up again. So that it was not the same time frame in closing and opening at all. And I thought, what is that? It's like an instinct, it's kind of intelligence still alive in this so-called dead pine cone. So I've been kind of almost confused and wondering, how is that? And that just shows that nature doesn't die. Nature is there with you. And we know that. You have a dirt road and you put asphalt over it. And somehow nature will make that asphalt crack. Pretty soon. Because there are energy veins underneath it. And those energy veins make the asphalt crack. And then what happens? In that crack, you have all those flowers coming up. Maybe trees coming up. So we should not start, we shouldn't believe we are that powerful. We have come to worship the wrong God. The God we are now worshiping here is the materialistic value. Nothing wrong with materialistic value. You should just not worship it as your God. That is the problem. You should worship the power and take care of the power of nature of love and light. And this is what I call the light. And this is what we all have within us. It's something fantastic if you think about that, what we have. I have um, uh, been so really upset seeing what is happening in the world, what's happening in this wonderful country, United States of America. How we are losing our spiritual identity and actually more or less pray to God or materialism. So we now seem to be in the consciousness worshipping the materialistic values and those people who kind of represent that. How they, their opinion that might be very, you know, primitive according to me because they might not know nature that well. And we worship what they are saying instead. When we have nature out there that we should really, really listen to. I used to hike a lot. And I wouldn't bring anything, maybe like a little plastic bag if I would pick some great mushrooms or something and take home 
And sometimes also a ladle, you know, that I had on my back, you know, in my, attached to my belt. And I had that ladle because then I could drink the water coming out of places in the mountains, so to speak. And the water in coming out of the ground, it was absolutely delicious. And I would drink it without any cleansing or anything because this came directly out from source. And I was always told, you know, by the locals, oh, when you are thirsty, you should always drink. Don't bring in the water. Just drink the water coming out of the ground everywhere. It's so much better for you. And on my land, I once had an American who said he had tried the water coming out of, of, from earth, of earth. And he said, you know, oh, we can make so much money bottling this water. And, you know, we ship it to America and we call it, you know, Swedish whatever he said, water. And I said, no, I don't want to have all those trucks coming in and ruining nature because right there where that water came from was so beautiful. Oh, it was like a paradise. And I call it my troll forest, a forest where you would almost feel and see all those little creatures from the fairy tales that we grew up with during my days. So nature around you, start to appreciate nature. And they have proven in hospitals that if you have a plant in your room or if you have flowers in your room, it makes you recover faster. And if you have plants in your home, it gives a better feeling to your home. And then some of us say, oh, I have no luck with plants. They always die with me. I say, maybe that's a message somehow for you. Maybe this is the way you have energized yourself. I don't necessarily say it to people, I say it now because people don't like to hear that. But then there are those who care. They're so concerned about this little plant that they overwater it. They're too worried about the well-being of the plant. And I said, no, you're better off just watering when you can see that it needs some water. And you can see how the leaves are drooping a little bit. And then you might ask, what about a cactus? Well, evidently a cactus is a cactus. They don't need that much water. Water it twice a year, it might be very happy with that. So it's, um, it's amazing how one has to tune in, and that's the message I'm having. You have to tune in to feelings of nature, to the feelings of nature around you. And you know very well, some places out there feel so much better than other places. It's like with food. People used to say when they came to my house, oh, I eat your food and I feel so well afterwards. Why? 
I said, because it's natural food. It's not all that sprayed stuff. You know, it's organic food. It's vegetarian food. Actually, seafood, but it's good quality seafood from good waters. All that matters for your well-being. Start to look out for organic foods. I eat a lot of kale. And you can cook kale in so many kale in so many ways. But kale absolutely has to be organic. Same with sweet potatoes. I talked about that before. It has to be organic. Otherwise, it's not good at all. Not for you, but the flavor is not the good. Some vegetables, you can cheat with that. But most vegetables have to be organic to be both good and good tasting. So it's all up to you, you know, like I said, it's up to me what's going to be. So we have this thing about nature and what's out there. And I talked a little bit about little people and fairies and everything else. There is such a thing. And once you go deep, deep down into the forest, you will almost be aware of all these energies kind of floating around you. Once you tuned into nature, you become more aware. Or should I say it, once you're more spiritual, you become more aware of nature around you. And you make also new uh, discoveries about people you may know or not know too well. But you, since you have a stronger awareness, you pick up more from other people. You might pick up on imbalances in their system. And this is what natural born healers do. They are connected to nature in such a way they just intuitively tune in to all the energies around them, including human beings. So, you know, this is a nice subject. And I would like you to start to see that, you know, just to walk barefoot on grass is good for you. When you walk on the beach and you have the little rocks or you have sand under your feet, take off your sandals or your big shoes and just feel those grains through the soles of your foot. This is such a strong stress reduction. You know, if you start to do that, you don't need those pills again, you know, for stress. You might just distress yourself on your own together with the power of nature. Because nature is so full of remedies of all kinds. And if you start to study what all those kinds of grass can do to you, how good it is for you and your system and what you can do with and the teas you can make, you know, your life will change for the better. And if you can pick up on on the feelings of nature, it will start to cleanse your mind and you will get rid of all those negative thoughts that will lead you to depression and sickness. There is so much of the unknown out there in nature. 
that you should start to discover and find out how good it is for you. You are part of nature. And the intention of this good universe is that you are supposed to live in in an awareness with nature. That is that we give results. And this is how you're finding your inner self, your inner light. Because you are a shiny light right inside of you. You have that source of power. That's nature within you. It's the God light within you. All this doesn't cost money particularly to go and be in touch with nature. If you live in the suburbs, you may think you have enough of nature. But, you know, if you have one tree in a, on the lawn, doesn't do it. That's a lonely tree. It just looks at almost like an artificial tree. Trees like company. Trees are strong in a collective group, you know, like a forest. Now trees have power and they will have this collective consciousness that it sends out to the world. So our forests are very, very important. Of course, it's nice to have a tree and appreciate the tree that you have in your yard. And I would suggest, see if you can plant more trees because trees are so full of all kinds of little things for, for animals. Birds have all those little bugs and all that critter in the tree and they live from it. They live a good life from it. So nature can provide for itself. And you can provide a life from nature as well in a very good and aware way. Yes, now begin to relax and relax and relax. And know that within you there is a place that knows all and sees all. And that place within you is called I am the light. You take a deep, deep breath. You're feeling stronger already. And you relax and relax and relax. Yes, within you there is that place of power, of harmony, of love and light. Take a deep, deep breath and you feel in tune. Yes, you feel in tune with all and everything around you. You are a shiny light. Now, in your meditation, it's night time around you. And you find yourself under a big, big star-filled sky. And the star-filled sky has a presence about it. 
It's like you can hear the stars. You can almost feel the stars within you. And what this picture is, is just a picture of your inner universe. All these stars are energies of possibilities and inspiration within you. And now you relax. And as you do, you look up in the sky and you see the white bird flying through this dark sky and over all the stars. The bird looks white because the stars are sending little rays of light to this flying bird. And now the bird is flying right into the star. And the star begins to grow and grow and glow even more. This is your star. Yes, this is your star. You go even deeper in your dimensional self, in your multidimensional self. And you feel connected with all the stars up in the sky. And you feel you are guided through that star, that biggest star that was open and made to grow by this big white bird. And you are so connected. So very, very connected. I am. And now, as you feel you have a connection in your chest, Suddenly, it's like you're aware of everything around you and you realize you are out in nature, surrounded by trees and light is coming out from you, from your chest. And you are sending this loving light from your chest out to nature around you and it begins to glow and now you realize it's like it's daytime already and everything is in light you are in light like a shiny sunshine so bright and light around you. You walk up to one big tree and you put your forehead towards the trunk of the tree and you feel a connection in your head to that tree and immediately that connection from your thoughts from your head, you go down into your chest area, 
in your chest to begin to feel an awareness of love or light. Yes, it shines within you and you now become stronger and stronger and stronger, more and more and more do you now feel you are so well connected to something more, something bigger than the limitation of your thoughts. And you look out around you and you see flowers on the ground. And you stand where you bare feet on the green grass and you feel strong. You feel love going through you. You feel harmony inside of your thoughts. And you're letting go of all old blockages. You just throw those blockages away from you. And you take a deep breath. You know who you are now. You are a spiritual being belonging to the love of nature. Yes, you do. You truly, truly do belong to this big loving universe. You know the powers of nature belongs to you too. You have the power of the sun that you can enjoy. And instead of the sun, you can say the power of the light, the God light. And you have power inside of the earth. You can use it in your practical world even. That heat and warmth that resides inside of our earth. And you have the power of the wind. The wind is full of strength and power. It can warm your homes. It can put energy into your cars. You know, you can store that energy. You're surrounded by power, not to forget flowing water, water in movement. What an incredible source of power. Nature provides all these things for us. Start to become more aware of your world and what you have in your world and your connection is of importance because you create success for you. Pick up on all those vibes and rays sent to you from nature 
and allow yourself to be inspired by the language of nature. It is there for you at all times. And now you begin to awaken one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You open your eyes again, but you stay in this mode of love and light. This is Helena Steiner Hornstein. Visit with me on my website, bodysoulconnection.com or findingyourinnerlight.com. My email is drdrhelena, info, short for information, at yahoo.com. Have a wonderful day today. Enjoy your life. Allow nature to be a bigger part of your life. Yes, please do. And talk with nature. Spend time with nature. Allow your family to be part of nature. And you will find this is the place where you find your healing. So yet again, have a wonderful day. And I'll be talking to you very soon. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.